welcome back to PH Expanded. New season. Super excited to be back. Even though we didn't win, super excited just to watch the Arsenal in that new, fancy, shiny, Ajax looking Arsenal kit. Um, and I've just got a few things I just wanted to talk about here in our little 15 minute uh, edition. Uh, first of all, gosh, didn't understand that the referees couldn't wear the watch. That was really frustrating. Don't understand why they can't wear the watch. Um, because that was a goal. Um, didn't talk about that in the blog, but um, would love somebody to explain why technology that's already in place and doesn't cost any more money isn't in place for pre-season friendlies, especially just the goal line technology. I understand the VAR, but because uh, that takes more staffing. The watch doesn't. So that was a little frustrating. But along those lines, didn't really want to harp too much about about that, but um, I uh, was reminded in the 40, let me think, 41st minute, uh, Smith Rowe got the ball on the halfway line and was hacked down. Uh, he was on a break, clear of the Chelsea player, um, who got a yellow card, forget who it was, Kovacic, I think, and he took him down. Professional foul. And I've talked about this before, but I thought another great opportunity to mention how uh, the sport unfortunately, needs sin bins, needs, well, I think, 10, 15-minute, um, you know, timeouts, for want of a better term, where the player has to go off, the team has to be a man down for 10 or 15 minutes uh, because the uh, punishment and the reward are not fitting, you know, for uh, Arsenal to go on a 4-on-4 a four four attack with all that space... Uh, versus the reality of what happens in that situation, which is the entire Chelsea team get to set up defensively and Arsenal get a free kick on the halfway line. There's something wrong. <laughs> That's just not even close to matching what happened or what was denied. So there's a, a thought for you. Also a little bit frustrated at the referees um, not uh, giving fouls um, not so much fouls, maybe, but yellow cards, red cards in pre-season games because it's only pre-season. You know, footballers, as we, football is probably the number one sport where the athletes take advantage of the officials, whether it's diving or chatting to the officials, and it's getting worse and worse in that regard. Um, and they're looking for every opportunity. So if they know in a pre-season game that they can clog somebody, like Zayic did to Thomas Partey, um, I think that was the situation anyway, uh, then they'll do it uh, because the referee thinks it's only pre-season. What a shame. OK. Um, so Arteta, I don't think, is um, going to be overly concerned about what happened as far as that game being end-to-end and the number of mistakes Um and just the style of game, as I mentioned in my blog, I think that was a somewhat intentional allowing them to run the field for the sake of their fitness. Um, but uh, if I got anything from Mikel Arteta last season, is that he uh, has a great love for organisation, control, uh, particularly defensive organisation. So all these mistakes, individual mistakes, I'd hope are going to clean themselves up with less rusty players and better players. And the defensive organisation will only get better. I don't think that's going to get worse because that's, I think, his primary 
fixation when he's coaching. So, for what that's worth, feel better about that. I would. Uh, Joe Willock. Okay, wow. This is a real contentious point. What do you do with Joe Willock when you could potentially get 20 to 30 million for him? Um, Not sure if I'm in the camp of thinking that this is the most you'll ever get for him because if he proves it second season, not scoring seven goals in seven games, but just proves that he can be a goal-scoring midfielder consistently, I think his value actually goes up. But here's the thing for me. If Arsenal really do have a bottomless pit and they've just been told that you need to go out there and fix the team with however much money you want to spend, which sort of looks like what's happening, you know, with the rumours of James Madison plus Martinez plus Ben White, you know, and this endless list of expensive second-choice goalkeeper, then to me, I would forego that £30 And because Arsenal's greatest weakness right now is scoring goals, I do not think we have the luxury of asking um, or telling a player, any player, academy player, any player, who is a true goal threat and is feeling confidence in front of goal, where many of those in front of him, in front of him to get in the team, in front of him um, actually on the field as forwards, are struggling. I think that's an error. And I hate to say, I think it might be a big error. Unless we can turn around this goal-scoring situation with the attacking players and not have to rely on a midfielder, I don't think we can afford to sell him, whether you want to or not. I don't think we can afford to, even as a late sub, as we saw today, he repeatedly gets in the box and has the confidence um, now when he's in the box. And we saw he scored. So... Maybe consider that, right? Okay. um, Moving on to our striker situation. Um, If you've been reading my stuff for a while, you will probably know that I don't think any of our strikers at the club are optimal for what we're looking for. Um, Still don't feel that way. Uh, I think that Aubameyang's a niche striker, Lacazette just is an out-of-the-box striker. Uh, Balogun's an unproven striker. Martinelli looks like he's got the tools, but never seen him do it as a striker. The three names that um, I want to bring up, Tammy Abraham that we saw and that we're fairly familiar with, um, I think I'd be happy with with that. I think the age profile is perfect. He is the physical size that I think that we need. We need somebody who's a threat in the air, especially with arguably the best crosser in the league in Kieran Tierney on the wing. And we don't have a, a, a taller forward, a more aggressive forward, uh, even as an option at the club, is a failing. Um, to not even have that option. I was even in favour of bringing back Giroud. Um, uh, as we saw, he went to AC Milan, he scored already. Just because the guy... Uh, seems to have a hunger in the box, far better movement and an excellent one-touch finisher. But I'd lean into the Tammy Abraham uh, idea. I think he's a frustrating player, but I'd rather have a frustrating player who's 23, 24, um, that we can work with and who can, I think, become prolific over time. Um, And I think he could. So I'd be for that one. The Lautaro Martinez rumour, I think, is... um, 
quite possibly going to happen. Can I be bold enough to say that? I think Arsenal are very serious about that situation and I think he brings that star quality. From what I'm understanding, I haven't watched as much of him as I would have liked, but I think he's a very modern forward, a forward who isn't just a forward, a forward who wants to get involved in the defensive side of the game. And I think that's super important to Mikel Arteta as well. Um, I think he'll pick your pocket. I think you can... He's a hybrid forward too. You can ask him to do multiple roles, whether it's across the front line or even behind a somewhat of a 10. Uh, he's aggressive even though he's not tall. Not particularly small, but not tall. He's aggressive in the air. And we don't have that at the club right now. Uh, so that would be um, a good idea, I would imagine. Um, can't imagine that it would be um, anything other apart from giving him the requisite time to settle in. Um, we don't know how that would be. It took Pepe a while, big signing and all. The, the other forward that I wanted to mention is Dusan Vlaovic. Um, of all the forwards on the market, uh, to me, uh, he is the most promising, the, the forward with the best all-round game. The game that I think Arsenal need, a big, strong, tall, fast, um, confident. Boy, that lad is confident. I think Spurs are going to go for him if they lose Harry Kane and we'll see him. I think he's a wonderful prospect. Reminds me a little bit of Van Persie with his left foot. He's bigger and stronger, similar ego, um, but he may well be the next Erling Braut Haaland um, after Haaland makes his transfer, this guy could be the next one that I think we're all talking about. Um, okay. Uh, and finally, uh, the other signings. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, well, I think it might depend a little on Thomas Party. If there's a long-term injury there, then they essentially need to replace Thomas Party with a, a similar type. And, you know, we might say, well, Lekonga looks very similar. Gosh, that's a big ask, isn't it? To trust him that he can put in that group of minutes. Um, so I've said this all along. I've said this for two years, I think, now, that Yves Basuma is perfect. He's the perfect age. He's played in the Premier League, doesn't really have to adjust, knows all the opponents, um, happy to sit between the lines. We saw against Chelsea today how there was so much space between the lines. Uh, got the best tackling statistics, or some of the best ta tackling st statistics, excuse me, in uh, in Europe and the Premier League. And I think he's such a great foil for a more um, progressive player, whoever that may be, either in the squad or somebody to buy in, to play alongside. And I thought he was perfect for Thomas Partey. Uh, also, if you're going to play that high line, you're going to need boys in the middle who can tackle because uh, the idea is to congest the space, right? You play that high line, you're giving them much less space, so you need to win the ball in that area. Nobody better than him. Um, well, the other option that I have for the midfield, nobody else seems to, to like this guy, is uh, James Ward-Prowse. He's a little older, he's 26. Still a good age, though. Um, played, I think, every minute of every game last season... So there's that reliability, not going to the AFCON. Um, and I think he's a much better player than people give him credit for. Um, can do a little of everything. Um, 
significantly better option than El Nenny, and I wouldn't certainly wouldn't have him as a, a fourth choice midfielder either. But the thing that attracts me is I don't see any player in Europe, um, maybe even in world football, who's as consistent with uh, set plays um, as James Ward-Prowse. I was really bothered that England didn't take him even as an option. Of course, England did well in the Euros anyway, but um, I think he would be a great option. I think Villa are trying to sign him. Uh, On to the right back. Uh, I, <laughs> I've been a fan of Lamptey for a while. Um, uh, the right-back, centre-right-back combination is important, I think. And listening to Ben White saying what a great relationship he had with Lamptey, that makes me want him even more. Don't know if Arsenal are going to do the right-back thing, but he's the one that I would go for. Um, and then finally, the attacking midfielder. That one is not easy. You've got Erdegaard arguably half the price of James Madison with probably half the the goals. However, it's not through lack of talent. To me, I would want to know on the inside how uh, easy it is to persuade Martin Erdegaard to use that talent to pull the trigger and to challenge him to score more. I think if you could fix that get the closest guarantee, at least as a feeling, that he was going to contribute more to goals, actually scoring them for right now, then I would go for him. Uh, we know that he can connect with these, with this group. They like him, they trust him, the coach likes him, It's a, he's played in the league. Um, of course, Madison's played in the league too, but I think uh, Madison's on paper going to score you double the amount of goals, maybe more, um, and Arsenal need goals. So do we spend double on the guy who's likely to shoot more or do we try and persuade the creative eye of Erdegaard to see if he can put the ball on frame as well as to set it up for other people? Um, So I think also you've got to base this decision on who your centre-forward's going to be. So last point, if you're signing Martinez and you're going to play him as a centre-forward, which one of these two guys would fit best? Sometimes we forget about that, don't we? That you know, this is a team sport. This player that you're wanting to buy isn't doing it on an island. He's doing it for other players, with other players. Who would he click with? Of course, you never know sometimes. But if you can figure that out, maybe you short-track this decision. This has been good. Hey, thanks for listening. Cheers.